This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. This is Jason Tate, and you are listening to Tate Talks. It is so great to have you here with me on the show today. Coming up on this hour of Tate Talks, I will uh, be discussing how movement affects our learning and happiness. Is it true that we only use 10% of our brains? Also, what are key fitness tips for older adults and seniors to stay active, fit, and healthy? Answers to these questions and more, along with this week's beautiful meditation focusing on gratitude and happiness, as well as a delicious fall soup recipe involving curry and butternut squash that will have you rushing to the store to get the ingredients today. So that's what I've got going lined up for you guys today. And I'm actually going to start off with what moves you. And some quotes by some famous philosophers. You may have heard of Plato and Hippocrates. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Plato says, lack of activity destroys the good condition of every human being, while movement and methodical physical exercise save it and preserve it. This was said quite a while ago and is still true to this day. Along the lines of movement and happiness, Hippocrates says, if you're in a bad mood, go for a walk. If you're still in a bad mood, go for another walk. Um, so who knew Hippocrates had a sense of humor, right? <laughs> so what I would like to feature uh, this week with the What Moves You segment is 25 fitness tips for older adults. Uh, I do teach and work with teenagers and young adults. Uh, and of course, I do lectures and uh, talks at conferences and country clubs working with you know, older adults and middle-aged uh, people. But this one is actually for people that are over 65. And I'll be talking about a program called Silver Sneakers as well, which I think is really fantastic. Uh, what an amazing resource and program for people who are over 65. Now, this doesn't mean that these fitness tips don't apply to you just because you're not over 65. I'm looking at these fitness tips going, this is good for me, and I'm nowhere near 65. Well, not too close. <laughs> so this actually comes from... Uh, the Silver Sneakers Fitness Tips itself. I will put the link in the podcast so you can click on it and go to it and follow the information. Also, learn how to be part of the Silver Sneakers program. What is Silver Sneakers, you ask? Well, let me just tell you. <laughs> it is a, uh, a uh, exercise program that if you are over the age of 65, you can be part of at no cost. And so it's a no-cost gym membership for older adults, and they have, I think the number 
I have to look it up. Uh, over 70,000 gyms across the country are part of the Silver Sneakers program. So it is definitely, uh, it's, I, it's very likely that there is a gym near you that has this, uh, that, uh, that follows the Silver Sneakers program. Uh, it is included in your Medicare plan and at no additional cost to you. So what a fantastic opportunity. Uh, there's also some apps that you can get on your phone that are with the Silver Sneakers program, some exercise apps. I just feel like this is such a tremendous and amazing resource. And I hope, my hope would be that everyone over 65 knows about Silver Sneakers. Uh, so if you know somebody or you yourself that is of the age, share the link that's in my podcast. By the way, if you... Um, are, are listening to the show live right now. You can catch Tate Talks on iTunes and Spotify. You can also go directly to the iHub.com, iHubRadio.com website, and there's a link there uh, that will take you to uh, all of the shows on podcasts. So the links on the podcast, the links to the recipes that I'll be sharing, it's all there. So let me dive right into these 25 tips. Number one, Open your mind, not your wallet. Find a class or a gym that you can comfortably attend and pay for. You shouldn't be you know, going bankrupt, uh, especially if you're on a limited budget, to try and get healthy. And, and again, I'll be actually one to say you don't need a gym to get in shape. You know, It's nice to have a park nearby that you can do walks and you can do you know, some resistance exercise and things but if you are going to a gym make sure you're using the gym okay and right now we can't even can't even use our gyms anyway because they're all closed so uh, not a good time to get a gym membership good time to go for a walk for sure uh, be kind to yourself number two be kind to yourself for beginners be patient with yourself it takes a little time to get your balance and coordination this is good for anybody you know, and I think we could all be a little nicer to ourselves. I think that would be nice. <laughs> Don't let minor soreness scare you. Oftentimes, senior citizens, you know, my wife's a Pilates instructor, and she works, she often works with people in their 70s, sometimes 80s. She has uh, one client who is in her 90s doing Pilates, and it's just fantastic. I love this. And I just want you to, it's okay to be a little bit sore, and this is normal, especially if you haven't been active for a long time and you start doing something, you're going to be sore. Don't let that scare you, okay? Don't let that scare you. Ease into it. I get sore when I you know, push myself and I get into a new routine or I do a new type of movement. Uh, and how do you get through that soreness? Well, you go and you do it again, uh, and you fight through the pain a little bit. Now, now with you know, 65 and older, I would say continue with the exercise. Don't push hard, but just keep movement, okay? You want to keep movement going, and you want to keep blood flow to the areas. Also, stretching and proper hydration. This isn't on the list, but I'm just throwing, I'm just sprinkling those in free of charge. <laughs> uh, do listen to your body. This is number four. Listen to your body. Listen to uh you know, if it's pain or if it's soreness, because there is a difference between pain and soreness. And really understand your range of movement as well. How far can your arms go up before you're 
in the pain zone type of thing. So really listen to your body and try to listen for soreness versus pain. Choose the right gear for your needs. Uh, you may want to wear gloves. You know, if you're lifting weights and things, you may want to wear gloves to protect your hands from tearing and shredding and getting calluses and that type of thing. So protect your hands. Plus, it also helps with pinching your fingers between the weights and things like that. Also, remember, it's not a competition. And this is come what people do all the time is they compare themselves to other people. So when you go to a gym and you see other people doing these things, you're thinking, I wish I could do that or I can do better than that or I can do more than that. I've certainly caught myself uh, in a situation where it was a, it felt like a competition for me and I ended up hurting myself. So this is really good advice for all ages. It's not a competition. Go at your own pace. Another tip, build healthy habits, okay? Make exercise part of your routine, like brushing your teeth or taking a shower, combing your hair. These are things that are part of your habits. Um, what if you commit to going to the gym 10 days in a row and on day three you really don't feel like going, okay? Well, commit to going for just a little bit. Maybe you go for an hour, commit to going for 15 or 20 or 30 minutes. You may end up there for an hour, but get in the door. Or in the case, if you're not going to a gym, get out the door. <laughs> if you're going to go for a walk or a jog or a walk around the park or walk your dogs, just, just commit to a little bit. You know, if you normally do a 20-minute walk and you just don't feel like it, commit to five minutes. And it might grow into 10 or 15 or 20. Just get out the door. That's the trick. Okay. Use a calendar. You can use a calendar to plan your workouts. This is another really great way to stay organized. Have notes for yourself, reminding yourself to do these things. And also reward yourself. Build in healthy rewards to reinforce this behavior. Okay, it's the whole Pavlov dog thing. You can reinforce your own behavior, and this is a great activity to do. Focusing on good form is another really important tip, and this comes with walking as much as it comes with lifting weights. Focus on form, not on the amount of weight that you move or the number of reps that you do. If you can only do two real push-ups, then do two real push-ups, you know, on your knees or whatever. Don't do 10 terrible ones that are of terrible form. You're going to create a lot of issues in the body. Also, keep challenging yourself. This is another really great tip. Set goals, get to those goals, and then set a new goal. And keep kind of pushing it out just a little bit, just out of reach. And you'll find that this is a great way for you to get stronger and healthier. Another really great tip that I like, I'm not going to do all 24 of these, but I'm just going to handpick the ones that I really like. Remember, you have two sides of your body. <laughs> Some people spend so much time, you know, on, on their right side because they're right-hand dominant, they forget the left side of their body. Uh, and when you do that, sometimes your back muscles kind of get out of whack too, and then this creates a lot of instability and issues with balance and issues with... Uh, you know, back pain and that type of thing. So make sure that you've, you work both sides of the body, all right? Uh, getting in the pool is another really great tip. 
um, although it's getting cold uh, during this time of year. But if you're listening to this and it's summertime, hop in the pool. <laughs> Great for resistance. You can walk around the pool. You can walk back and forth in the shallow end of the pool. You can do weightlifting in the pool as well. Pursue your passions. If you like sports, there are certain sports that you can still play or you at least can aspire to play that sport and maybe that is your health goal. I want to be able to play um, you know, tennis with my friends again. Well, it, you might have to get back into shape before you can get on the tennis court. Uh, but to get to that point to where you do that sport again, fantastic. Uh, exercise with a friend. Make it, make it a buddy exercise. Uh, when you have somebody else that's pulling you along, that's motivating you, on those days where you don't feel like doing it, they're like, come on. <laughs> this is a really great. And then there are days where you're going to be that person. Come on. <laughs> and you're motivating that other person to go with you. So make sure that you've got a friend. And it could even be a furry friend, right? Your dog. Uh, cats don't walk as well as dogs, but uh, make sure you've got something uh, that you can do. So think of fitness as an investment and you're going to invest in just like you invest in the bank account. You're going to invest in your fitness account and figure out what motivates you. You've got to drill down and find your why. So these were great tips. Still in this hour, did you know that movement dramatically affects learning and your mood? Stay tuned as I share important research and debunk some brain myths. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. This is Tate Talks. You're listening to Jason Tate, and I am sharing with you some information today about our brain. <laughs> And, you know, it, it always strikes me, uh, it makes me laugh when I hear about some of these brain myths. And so uh, I was just sharing some fitness tips for seniors, and they were really good fitness tips, really, for any age, honestly. Uh, but what I want to transition to now is this whole connection between movement and learning and movement and happiness. And it's it couldn't have come at a better time. Right now, we're, we are in the midst of a pandemic, a global pandemic with coronavirus, COVID-19, and people are less active now than they have been for in decades. And it really, the timing is just bad because when you're less active, you're less happy. I shared in the first segment a quote from Hippocrates saying that if you're in a bad mood, go for a walk. If you're still in a bad mood, go for another walk. And there is science behind this, and I'll be sharing some of that science with you right now. So some brain uh, statistics. I'll start there. Your, the average adult human brain weighs three pounds, has a texture like firm jelly, 
and it's made 75% of water. The dry weight of your brain is about three quarters of a pound. So it's less than a pound, your brain. Wild, right? Every time your heart beats, your arteries carry 20 to 25% of your blood to your brain. The harder you think, the more oxygen and fuel your brain will use from your blood up to 50% of the oxygen and blood from your body is circulating, coursing through your brain as it's just consuming this oxygen. And on average, your brain is using 20% of the total oxygen and blood in your body. Wild. This three quarters of a pound dry weight organ. Every time you recall a memory or you have a new thought, you create a new connection in the brain. We used to teach, and I was taught when I was uh, getting my degree in biology, that you're born with a set number of brain cells and neurons, and that's it. <laughs> that's all you get. So, you know, if you do drugs, kids, and you, um, you know, smoke, and you do, you know, yeah, the, the whole, um, what was the ad where this is your brain, you know, they crack an egg in a skillet and this is your brain on drugs. Yes, that's true. You, you know, you can definitely hurt yourself and you should never do drugs. But we were taught the science that you don't grow new brain cells, which is not true. <laughs> so for the last almost a decade now, we have a new term in science called neurogenesis. Neuro being the neurons, the brain cells. Genesis is to make or create. And so we actually do grow new brain cells out of the hippocampal region of the brain. And how and why and when do we do this? Well, we grow more brain cells when we're moving and active than any other activity. So get moving so you can grow brain cells. <laughs> there are 100 billion neurons in the brain. They make up only 10% of the brain. These neurons branch out into 100 trillion plus trigger points, forming what experts call a neuron forest. And there are 100,000 miles of blood vessels in the brain. That is the distance around the equator five times. Oh, no, no, four times four times around the earth. That's how many blood vessels you have in your brain. Crazy. Isn't that amazing? I just love these statistics. I love sharing them with, with uh, my students and with you. So here are some brain myths that I'm going to debunk. Uh, the, I already debunked the one that uh, you're born with all the brain cells and you can't grow new ones. Well, that's not true. You actually do grow new brain cells and you can heal the brain as well from The bigger the, uh, your brain, the smarter you are, again, that's not true either. <laughs> um, having a bigger brain doesn't guarantee more cognitive power. Although many believe humans are the smartest species on the planet, our brains, which weigh about three pounds, are dwarfed by other animals. The elephant brain, for example, weighs nine pounds, and a whale's brain can weigh up to 20 pounds. The other one, you use only 10% of your brain, this again, not true, okay? Uh, you use all of your brain. <laughs> Though the 10% myth is widespread, recent neuroimaging technology has conclusively destroyed this falsehood. 
while not all of the brain is active all at once, fMRI, functional magnetic resonance imaging, shows several brain areas are at work for any given activity, depending on what function is needed. So you do use all of your brain. We don't use just 10% of our brain, and there's no magic pill that can unlock all your brain, although it does make a really cool movie. <laughs> uh, still in this hour of Tate Talks, I have this week's meditation, which is coming up next. We'll focus on gratitude and happiness. I also have this week's delicious recipe that's going to have you running to the store to get the ingredients to make it. I certainly want to. We made one similar to it uh, just yesterday. So good. So good. Stay right here. Get ready for your meditation. This is coming up next. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. This is Tate Talks, and I am Jason Tate. I am going to begin the meditation here soon, but I just want to lead off with a couple of quotes. This is my Empty Your Cup mindfulness segment, and I'm so grateful that you are here today. And today I'm going to be focusing on gratitude. One, I'm grateful that you're listening, that you are tuned in, that you're paying attention, and that you're allowing me to share what I love to share with people. I've been doing meditation quite a bit recently uh, with my classes and my students. They actually have been asking for it because everyone's really got a lot on their back, a lot on their chest, a lot in their head. And without getting into the science of it, uh, I can just tell you meditation works. So I will be your guide. I will take you through this experience. Let me first begin with a couple of quotes. This one is by Buddha. What you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. So important, what you think you become. Remember that. And what you feel is what you attract. This is so true. This one is by Mary Davis. The more grateful I am, the more beauty I see. Just love this one. One of my top character strengths is appreciation of beauty. The more grateful I am, the more beauty I see. And a quote of mine. This one is a Jason Tate quote. Gratitude and forgiveness are your Sherpas on the mountain of mental health. They are your guides. So I'm going to guide you through a meditation and you can be a beginner, you can be an expert, it doesn't matter. All you need to do is listen and follow instructions and everyone can do that. So I'll invite you to find a nice comfortable seated position or lying down if you're able to do that. Um, if you're driving and listening to this on a podcast, uh, focus on your driving. <laughs> please don't meditate while you're driving. Uh, but if you're in a place where you can safely meditate, please join me. I will also say it's very common to have thoughts, to have extra thoughts outside of your body, outside of this space, to hear things that are distracting. This is common. Don't feel like, oh, no, I'm not doing it right. 
this is normal. <laughs> what I will do is I will say, let these uh, distractions, let them come and let them go. Just let them just pass on by like a gentle breeze. You can pay attention to those later. Right now, for these few minutes, you get to just focus on you and just be present and be mindful. So begin, uh, eyes are closed. You're in a comfortable seated position or lying down. Arms are relaxed. And we'll start with our breath, okay? The breath work, in for four seconds, hold for one, exhale for six seconds. Breathing in for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. And exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. Continue breathing in this very relaxed state. Inhaling for three or four seconds. Hold that at, at the top for just a moment. And then when you exhale, just a nice gentle exhale, exhaling longer than you inhale. And we'll work on relaxing the muscles of the body. And this kind of allows you to drop deeper into this meditative state, this parasympathetic nervous system, the awakening of the vagus nerve inside the body and allowing your vasodilation to occur, allowing digestion to improve, allowing your immune system to function at a higher rate. All of these things occur when you are relaxed, like this when you're letting go so I just want you to think about the muscles now around the top of your head around your scalp and your forehead relaxing those muscles across the forehead and now relaxing the muscles around your eyes just thinking about those muscles maybe you were squinting just relax the eyes will stay closed Relaxing now the muscles in your cheeks and face. And this is a big one. Relax the muscles of your jaw. Let your jaw just hang there. Relax. Mouth slightly open as you exhale. And I want you to kind of imagine a twisted towel that maybe was twisted when it was wet. And I want you to imagine it just unwinding slowly as you relax the muscles in your neck and shoulders just slowly unwinding and twisting and your arms start to hang a little bit lower shoulders drop down a little bit more 
very nice, a little heavier, a little warmer. And I want you to repeat this mantra with me, just in your mind. Don't say it aloud, just in your mind. My arms are warm and heavy. I am at peace. My arms are warm and heavy. I am at peace. And as you recognize your arms being warmer and heavier, so heavy in fact that I want you to imagine trying to lift them, but you can't. They're just too heavy, too relaxed. Your heartbeat is calm and strong, pumping oxygen-rich blood, 20% of it to your brain, the rest to your body. I want you now to think about special people in your life. Think about the person that makes you laugh that has this innate ability to ignite a sense of humor in you, whether it's by what they say or what they do or memes that they share with you, but they have this ability to bring you joy and laughter. Thinking about what it feels like to laugh, what it feels like to experience this, and how they just can tickle that funny bone just right. And I want you to focus on this person and just think about the two words, thank you. Expressing gratitude towards this person for bringing joy and bringing laughter into your life. I can think about one of my best friends, Andrew, and his ability to always make me laugh. And I'm so grateful that he can do this. I know I can call him at any time and get a good laugh. What an amazing gift. I want you now to think about somebody that you are inspired by, somebody that you look up to. Somebody that seems to get it. And whenever you're feeling down or you're feeling like you're not able to do it, you can look to this person and, and gain a new inspiration of hope, a reminder. It's possible. I can do this. They did it. I can do it. Who is motivational to you? Who is inspirational to you? And maybe it's somebody you've never even met, but you know of them. You read their books, you listen to their podcasts, you watch their YouTube videos. Maybe it's that. I want you to think about this person and just offer your gratitude towards them. Tell them thank you mean it. Let that thank you come from your heart. 
and go to them. And I want you to imagine them smiling as they've received this gratitude from you. Both of you blossoming with happiness from this. This is gratitude. This is forgiveness. This is happiness. Take a nice big deep breath in through your nose, filling up your lungs all the way. Big deep breath. Long, slow exhale. One more time, nice big deep breath, all the way, all the way, all the way, filling up the lungs. Long, slow exhale. And as you exhale, gently letting your eyelids rise, coming back to your conscious state, feeling this immense gratitude that is still in your heart and happiness. It's almost as if the world just kind of melted away for a moment in time as you celebrated the lives of two people. Now, if you know this person or these people and you have an opportunity to be able to reach out to them, and actually uh, offer your gratitude, I will ask you to do that. I'll invite you to do that, especially during this time right now of quarantine and social isolation. I've received some beautiful emails from students, and I saved them for those rainy days because this is a time where we as people can come together and we can share an offering of gratitude. And you may not realize how powerful that is until you do it or until someone offers that for you. So be that person, offer gratitude. Still to come, the recipe you've been waiting for, a delicious creamy soup, perfect for the holiday season, recipe and tips to balance healthy eating is next. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, Here's Jason Tate. You're listening to Tate Talks. This is Jason Tate, and the time has come for me to share this recipe that I've been teasing you about for the last hour. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to make you wait just a moment longer. I'm just going to recap and remind you that you can catch the shows live on iHubRadio.com on Saturdays. And I believe from 4 to 6 p.m. Is that correct still, John? Yes. I'm sorry, what was I, that? 
I was just confirming that we're doing live shows on four, uh, on Saturdays. My show is from 4 to 6 p.m. Yep. at iHubRadio.com. Is that still the that's, time? Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so, yes, you can catch the shows. And if you miss a show, that's okay. It's going to be on podcast. You can catch me on Spotify. Tune in. Uh, you can catch me on iTunes. And then, of course, if you go to iHubRadio.com, there are buttons. There are links. There are other great shows there as well. Uh, live programming. So definitely check out all of the shows available at iHubRadio.com. So I have a recipe because it's uh, the fall and soups are just yum. <laughs> and so I was looking through one of my favorite places for recipes is Minimalist Baker. I need to find out if I can get her on the show. Honestly, that would just be amazing. I'm going to reach out to her and see if I can get her on the show because her recipes kill. <laughs> we at my home. Not my literally. Family, not, liter not literally, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a habit of working with teenagers. Actually, what I should say is her recipes slaps. That's what they say. That's what the kids these days say. This recipe slaps. Huh. I know, right? I can't keep up with all the lingo. I know. Or they say fire. Oh, that's fire. Instead of hot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fire. Okay. All right. Well, uh, no, literally, they will not time, kill you. Literally, those... they will. What's uh, when, that, John? At one point in time, those things were like all bomb. And right. I, it's bomb. like yep. all these things, they frighten me. <laughs> Fire bombs. <laughs> bombs, fires, kill, you know, like, okay. A little aggressive, a little aggro, but okay. No, this recipe is delicious, honestly. Uh, and we've had, I don't know if I've had this particular one, but a butternut squash soup is delicious. All of her recipes are vegetarian or vegan. This particular one, I believe, is vegan. Yes. So, it's gluten-free, inspired by Indian spices, and it's vegan. It takes 30 minutes total time to make this, <laughs> including five minutes of prep and 25 minutes to cook it. So you can put this together quick. This can be a side salad. I'm sorry, this can be a side soup to go with your meal, which could be a beautiful salad. <laughs> it can be the main dish. It can be a big bowl of soup for you and another person. Um, so in this, you have a table. Oh, it's called, uh, hello, curried butternut squash soup. Uh, I'll have the link on the podcast and you can just click on that link. It'll go right, right to where the uh, recipe is in. There is a tablespoon of coconut or avocado oil. Uh, I recommend either. Honestly, they're both really healthy oils, uh, avocado oil, slightly more, two medium shallots, thinly diced, two cloves of garlic. You've got six cups of peeled and chopped butternut squash, which you can actually buy right now at Trader Joe's and some of the other grocery stores, chopped butternut squash. Uh, for those of you, because my wife, she, you know, she does most of the cooking, uh, even though I can cook and I, you know, I'm capable of cooking and I have cooked, but she does most of the cooking. But when it comes to chopping up a butternut squash, she'll call me in the kitchen because it can be kind of, 
daunting to cut into this thing. It's like cutting into a pumpkin. It's, like, it's really difficult to cut through, even with a sharp knife. So if you're intimidated by uh, chopping up a butternut squash or you don't have the right cutlery to do it, you can actually buy diced chopped butternut squash in a bag. So it's probably more expensive, but you can buy it already. Um, one pinch of sea salt and black pepper. You've got one and a half tablespoons of curry powder. And you've got ground cinnamon. There's coconut milk in there. You have two cups of vegetable broth. Uh, it does say one to three tablespoons of maple syrup, or you can sub coconut sugar. We don't do any. Whenever it calls for something like that, we just omit the the syrup, the sugar. And you can listen to my first hour <laughs> as I talk about carbohydrates. You can omit that, and it's still going to taste really good, by the way. And one to two teaspoons of chili garlic paste. This is optional. If you like a little kick, you a little spice to it, you can add the chili garlic paste. Um, you just heat it, a large pot over medium heat. There are some instructions on how to put it together. You use an immersion blender or transfer the soup into a blender blender. You can puree it until it's creamy and smooth in a blender and then put it back in the pot. This is after you've cooked it for a while. So uh, they did garnish it with what looks like some coconut cream and then like some toasted um, pumpkin seeds, pepitas, but so good. It's soup season, you guys. <laughs> It's important to balance healthy eating during the holidays. We are, I don't even know what the holidays are going to look like, you know, during this pandemic. Um, yeah, this will be the first time. Be safe. Wear your masks. Limit and your travel. We'll get through this. Okay. I'm not going to be able to see my family during the holidays. Don't go hang I'll out see, with I'll friends. I'll see them next time. Yeah, don't What's go, that, John? Don't go hang out with friends. Don't no. go see grandma and grandpa. No. You know, unless they already <laughs> live with you. Yes. <laughs> we want them to still be alive for next holo uh, holiday season. Yeah, yeah. So when, when this is behind us and we say, you remember when we didn't get to have Christmas together, you know, one or two Christmases ago? Yeah, that was terrible. Well, it's a good thing we're all together now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that everyone's alive. Uh, this is not a hoax. This is the real deal. The, the virus, we, we need to band together. So tuck in, cook some delicious soups, explore minimalist baker, and have some fun and take care of yourself and take care of the people that you live with and take care of everyone else too by keeping social distance. Um, the rise has happened again. We are in the third rise of coronavirus COVID-19 cases and you know it's um and Riverside County is one of the top three counties in the state so of California yeah, yeah. I mean and, and specifically that's not an honor Eastern we Valley. want <laughs> yeah so be safe out there take care of your family take care of yourselves wear your mask social distance only essential travel you know let's do the right thing okay so that we can be around Tate Talks is here at iHub Radio every Saturday and on all major podcasts to provide current 
up-to-date information with regard to health and wellness to inform and inspire you to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.